who are you calling a nice girl? Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Not So Nice Girl. I am your host and recovering nice girl, Natalie Volpicelli, and today I am joined with the closest friend of the podcast by now, Kat Davis, and we will be talking about toxic positivity. So Kat, if you want to say hi to the people once again. Hi, people. <laughs> We're back. We're back. talking about another thing that angers us. <laughs> Yes. Um, so Kat and I um, have had our own experiences with toxic positivity, and it's kind of a new, a newer word. Um, actually, when I was researching it just now, Merriam-Webster does not have it included. So this is a topic that I think is just kind of breaking out in this psychology scene. Um, so what is it? What is toxic positivity? So it is the act of avoiding, this is according to psychology today, um, avoiding, suppressing, or rejecting negative emotions or experiences. And that's either denying your own emotions or someone else denying your emotions. And it's kind of this forcing positive thinking on someone else or forcing it on yourself. And I know like, I swear the early 2000s, that's all it was. Like the life is good. Like everyone had those hats or like good vibes only. Um, and I think like nowadays we're starting to enter more of a, it's okay to not be happy all the time because that's not normal to be happy all the time. And I said it in my first episode, but you know, we have a full breadth of emotions to feel all of the emotions, not so we only feel half of, half of them. Um, and that's kind of where toxic positivity comes in, where you just aren't even validating people's negative emotions. And then I know that Kat and I kind of talked, I told her that I watched Inside Out, so that's why this kind of came to mind. But again, the whole purpose of that is you're allowed to feel multiple emotions at once. And I think that's something that's hard to grasp for a lot of people, um, that you we are these multifaceted beings who can feel multiple emotions at once. We can feel happy and sad. We can feel mad, but also grateful. We can feel all of these things all at once. And I think that can be a bit overwhelming, especially for my fellow nice girls who very much just want to be like, smile, smile, you look better with a smile on your face. Just, you know, pretend everything's okay and plaster it on. Um, and I think that for me, at least would get me in a lot of trouble by just building up all of this negative emotion until I just broke. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I was a big like suppressor of negative emotions for a lot of my life definitely growing up and up until I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Um, I just didn't know how to deal with negative emotions, never told anyone about them, like just kept them to myself. And it ended up with me self-harming because I just felt the need. I had to be happy, happy, happy all the time, up, up, up. And then if I felt a negative emotion, it just like completely distorted my worldview and I would just have to harm myself and just get that out, get it out as quickly as possible, bleed, and then it's over. And then you can go back to 
whatever uh, you were thinking and just go back to being nice and happy and positive and that's it and just forget that ever happened keep the scars in a private place so no one ever has to see move along yeah and it's kind of that idea especially with nice girls like and being the people pleaser you know if someone makes you angry or if something makes you upset and frustrated you never felt like you were able to express that emotion outward So you had to do it to yourself. And in some twisted way, I think I also almost would blame myself for it. Um, I mean, I blame myself for plenty of things that were not my fault. Um, And I think that's where a lot of kind of my self-harm and depressive era would pop up is when I would basically try to punish myself for just feeling normal emotions. Um, And I think it's hard to... um, Kat, I mean, I don't know if you experienced this, but I think both of us are pretty, pretty bubbly, happy people often. And I think we kind of, we're all going. So we get this um, persona put on us that we almost try to live up to. I definitely did in college of, um, you know, you have to, I'm, I'm the happy, fun one. I'm the outgoing Life of the party. Life of the party. I think we were both. Yeah, we were both like that in growing up. And so, you know, it was very hard for me to ever let anyone see that there were cracks behind that. Um, I had to, I couldn't tell people. I had to get it out on myself and and punish myself because it was like, that's not who I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be bubbly, happy all the time, life of the party. I'm not supposed to be crying in the corner. And um, it's kind of this toxic positivity that we're talking about is a very internal version, an internalized version of feeling like it's not okay to express negative emotions. There's definitely ones where people say it to your face that, you know, just smile, just smile. People will, you know, say too, they're like, I heard if you fake a smile that it releases the same. And in some way it does, but you're also then just saying, why were you sad in the first place? It's like, you can't fake a smile for for too long. Um, And for us, definitely it was, it, it turned into shame this toxic positivity that we definitely, obviously, you know, society and how we were raised, but we definitely placed on ourselves a lot just by how other people identified us. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, I think the toxic positivity thing, it's like only gotten worse with social media too. I feel like just everyone wants to put on their best face on social media and that can definitely be not the best thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely seeing everyone's best foot forward all the time can be disheartening. Um, and then you also want to do it yourself too, to an extent. Um, I'm, I miss the days when Instagram had just come out and we were p- posting those insane filters of like what we were eating for lunch. Like that, that, those were the days. Those were the days I, or like a random sunset that you literally couldn't get, you couldn't make out even what it was. It was just colors because you had so many filters on it. Yes. 
just selfies, make Insta casual again, because now it's like, it's so perfectly posed. Like, even when they try to be candid, it's not candid. And I, I say this knowing damn well, I am also a culprit of this. Like, that's half of what Instagram and social media has become is just like a show off contest. But then we pretend like we tr try so hard to make it look real, but it's still fake. But we put in so much effort to be like, let's just play along guys. Like, let's just, come on, just, we're all in this game together. Let's just pretend that this is close enough to real when it's fully fake. You know what app has really helped me out? Be real? Be fucking for real. BFFR. Okay, but even even that, they had to um, adjust it because people were posting late so they could post their fun things. So they were like, post on freaking time. I know. Still post later, which is, I, that was the smartest move that they ever did because now you know, it's slightly upsetting because you'll be like, everyone's sitting on the couch again, but like, we're all in it together. Like that's life. We aren't yeah. always glamorous. I love Be Real. I think it's so funny because I'm just sitting at my little desk job, having my little silly little coffee at 8 a.m. wondering why the heck I chose this profession. And then I look and everyone else looks just as miserable as me. No one's hair is done. No one's makeup's done sipping our little drinks, just being. The hold that it has on me, this is funny, but not that funny. Um, but I can't help but laugh in retrospect. Um, it was like right when Be Real came out and I was such a proponent for, I freaking loved it. I was like, I am going to be real no matter what, no matter how many times I post the same photo, I don't care. And like, Four weeks into having this app, my, this isn't funny, but my grandpa had passed and Be Real goes off like maybe 10 minutes after I find out the news. Oh and my God. I was like, post it. I posted it. I was like, I'm crying, but like, and I, you know, it wasn't, people didn't need to know why I was crying. People didn't need to, and it's all, I only had like 10 other people. So like, they all knew why I was crying regardless of be real. But I was like, this is life. Like that's, that's part of it. I wasn't going to wait until, you know, I was out at dinner with my friends or something. I was like, I wasn't posting from the hospital because those TikToks are crazy. Like it was just, it was just me in a corner. But I was like, I have puffy eyes, whatever. I'll post it. Be real. Be fucking for real. And it, it's just like that type of thing that, you know, shitty things will happen. And I remember listening to, I forget what podcast, but they said like, you weren't meant to have this much information thrown at us. We weren't meant to know what everyone's doing at all times. We weren't meant to know. You're telling me I wasn't meant to have find my friends on all of my best friends. Okay. I will actually stand by find my friends. I love uh, find my friends, but that's just as a woman. That's as a woman. Have, you think men have, need to find my friends? No, because they're not afraid that their fucking friends are going to get kidnapped on a first date. 
I will say find my Uber. boyfriend definitely needs find my friends for me. That <laughs> yeah, that's for boyfriends and and girl and girlfriends Girl and general friends in general. That's what find my friends is for. Also, mm-hmm. I love following my Sims. I love knowing what they're doing. Yes, I love following my Sims. But yes. like, is it the safest, healthiest thing? I don't know. No, no. But, but yeah, it's that type of thing of like, we're now in a world where we literally know every freaking thing that people are doing and that is not what our brain was supposed to know no our brain was not supposed to see that and then on top of that we're all fake as hell so we're all like promoting this toxic positivity and we're all like like I said before we're all in this little game together but like and we all know it's a game too that's what I think is so funny about it all is we all know everyone else is posting fake stuff or edited things but we still are like, are so impacted by it. We're still like, damn, it's that time of year that everyone goes to Europe. Yeah. And we know that it's all just like, they're probably, half of them are probably on their parents' dime or half of them are like, I'm spending my savings to go there and I'm gonna be stressed about this for months, but you're like, damn, they had a great time and I wish I could do that. Yeah, me. Me going to Greece for two weeks, not telling anyone that I was literally pushing back a rotation so I could take my first boards exam. Yeah, I fucking went to Greece. Yeah, but your post didn't say that. It didn't need to. No, my post said, look at me. I'm having the best time ever. Yeah. Bikini pictures all around. Period. Yeah. Like perfectly posed also. Oh, yeah. that's, That's what's so funny is that it's just turn into such it's such a game that we all kind of play with each other and it's this idea too with toxic positivity that I think it's become just so ingrained in ourselves I I don't know I mean psychology me could go into massive deep deep dive of like is it our parents is it our grandparents is it who caused this but like it's just become a given for us and we just keep circling and circling that like this and perpetuating this idea that we have to be putting our best face forward and we cannot let anyone see that we're experiencing negative emotions or, you know, going through like, our time. Yeah, it's just tale as old as time for women. Like the... 50s housewife like always has a smile on her face doing the laundry doing the dishes cooking dinner just like happy all the time you know if women aren't being toxic aren't like toxically positive all the time it's oh they're probably on their period oh women can't be in in charge because they're gonna get their period and pms and blow up the whole world like girls get so much shit for not being on their best behavior all the time and that's just facts Yeah. Yeah. And to have to, I mean, I like was talking about, you know, Barbie um, with one of my friends and it's just, it's this idea that we, our individual actions, our day-to-day individual actions, we're holding the whole fucking world of female stereotypes on our back with every single goddamn action that we make. Mm -hmm. every single one if I because sometimes you know what I am moody during my period 
it's just life because everything in my body is off that's it's scientifically it's against me and I'm allowed to be moody during it but you have to like every action every word you say especially like in this kind of PC world too, you literally have to feel like you have to carry on the burden of what everyone else thinks of women, which is just, I'm 25 fucking years old. I was not meant to carry on that burden. No, absolutely not. By every flippant thing that I say. Yeah, it's such bullshit for sure, for sure. And it's just kind of this, um, I don't know. I feel, I feel like it's really creeped into my life too. Um, and let me know if it's the same for you with having a mental health disorder and being a woman. Um, I feel like I'm fighting a stereotype as well, especially since I'm very vocal in this community that I feel like I have to once again, put on this incredible face that I, if I'm speaking out about an eating dis- my eating disorder in the past, or if I'm speaking out about depression, you know, I have to like constantly prove to people like, look at me, I'm all better. Or I have to constantly adjust myself to, you know, like, it's almost like a, I'm not a mom, I'm not a mom. I'm a cool mom. Like, I don't just have mental health disorders. Like, like I'm, I'm with you. Like you kind of almost have to prove like, yes, I have a, like mental health issues, but like I'm chill about it. Like, and it's again, like I'm, I'm positive about it. Like you can't fully just exist and let yourself feel every emotion because you're so nervous. Someone's going to say you're crazy or you're, you're in, especially as a woman, especially yeah. Or like any negative emotion, you're afraid that someone is going to say, is going to jump to the, to that conclusion of like, oh, are you depressed again? Or, you know, maybe I just wake up and I feel bloated and I'm like, I feel gross. And they're going to be like, are you going to, are you going to stop eating again? No, no. And, and, and you understand the concern, but it's also like, I feel like it strips even more emotions away from you when you do kind of go through something like that because everyone's constantly like jumping to the worst thing where you can't find that middle ground anymore. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like everyone's heard it. Like recovery isn't linear. That's true. There are relapses, especially with mental illness. Like you'll go back in dips more, more likely than not. Like your mental health, will take turns for the worse and for the better. And you just feel like once you've gotten the medication, once you've gotten the therapy, that it should just be like this straight line just going up. It shouldn't be exponential. It shouldn't be logarithmic, like whatever. It should just be a straight line, like positive correlation. You're going to get better. Nothing like nothing's going to change that. And that's just not true at all. And it can be really detrimental to be telling yourself, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm better. I'm better. I'm better when you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and especially when, and I mean, obviously support systems are amazing. And when you're going through such a hard time, the first thing people are going to say is like, 
this isn't going to last forever. You got it. Like you're going to, you're going to be great. We'll just, and, and they cling on to kind of the next thing too, of like, we're going to get, get your medication in order and then you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And so you start also saying that to yourself and believing that too, where you're like, you put so much merit on the next step and it's okay that that next, like if you drop or something, but we, like I used to get so mad at myself whenever I would kind of fall back or if I ever like felt myself kind of leaning into more of a depressive episode again, I would get so angry because I, in my head, I just was so, I never knew. I mean, I knew that you can go backwards, but I just was, I had this idea in my head, especially from what people told me, I would be like, well, I wasn't supposed to take a step backwards. Like, especially being kind of perfectionist, you know, positive thinker. Like you get a little bit jaded when you have a couple steps back that it's hard. <laughs> it doesn't feel great. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. No one wants that. Yeah. And people are so quick, especially parents. And, and I love them for it to, to like try to take away the hurt. And I think that was like, I'm going to talk about inside out, but that was my favorite thing of like, let yourself just, just sit in the hurt for a little. I mean, obviously you can't forever. That's just not realistic, but you're allowed to be upset. If you take a step backwards and recover it, you're allowed to be mad about it. Like you're allowed to feel all of those feelings around it. And you'll, you know, that doesn't mean you fully give up. It just means you're acknowledging that it sucks. I think it's really important to find a way to accept your feelings without catastrophizing that -hmm. you're having bad feelings. What really helped me, I love music. I'm very music oriented. I've always loved it. I was a dancer growing up. Like music just speaks to me, specifically lyrics. Like I'm a huge lyrics girl. That's something we bonded on pretty early. For sure. We are massive lyrics girlies. Yes. So um, I made a playlist called Sad Girl Hours. And I put all my sad girl songs, it was a collaborative playlist with my friend, Sam. And we put all of the saddest songs we could think about. And whenever one of us was upset or just needed to take some time or didn't know what they were feeling, because that's okay yeah. too, um, we would just take a drive. There was like an hour mm-hmm. hour loop in Ch- in Charlottesville. We would take a loop, blast sad girl hours and just sing along. And you didn't have to talk about your feelings. You didn't have to say anything if you didn't want to. You could just drive and just like put all of your energy into that and just feel the emotions and be sad, sad girl hours. I think a piece of what you were just saying is super important too. Um, And I am also a lyrics girly. So maybe this is just me, but you don't always have to know why you're upset. And I think that's something that we're already uncomfortable with negative emotions, but especially if we're just off. And I think that really helps for me of like putting on a sad movie or putting on sad songs and letting someone else's words maybe organize. Like you could be so overwhelmed and there could just be 18 billion things that are making you quote unquote off 
and letting those songs or the movie or whatever it is to escape let you organize your thoughts so that you can understand what's actually happening. But if you don't give yourself that time, if you don't take a step back and say, I'm going to sit in this for a little bit, then you're, ne you're never going to organize them. You're never going to realize and then you can never move forward because you're just kind of like, well, I don't know what happened. If you just come completely push it to the side. And that's, I mean, I can't begin to, I, if you guys need song recommendations or, um, <laughs> or artist recommendations for Sagra Hour, hit us up. <laughs> For sure. That's like sad movies, sad romance movies. That's like a genre on my Netflix right now. Like, I love, I love it. I, I love I, feeling the sad without having to divulge too deep into myself, like just feeling it. Yes. I literally, I love it so much. And it's like, I kind of joke because I swear I went like 22 years without ever like a let, letting myself cry or be sad or be upset. And so now it's like, I, it, I literally act like it's a treat. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to turn on my sad, sad little movie and I'm going to cry today. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to, a little treat. It's an event. You get, you get your comfy little clothes, maybe pop some popcorn, sip a little tea and it's an act of self care. And it doesn't have to be alone either. Like sometimes I do it with my friend. We'll go on Sad Girl Drive. Like I said with Sam, we'd go on Sad Girl Drives together, watch a Sad Girl movie together. Like honestly, some, I sometimes have to be alone with someone else. Yeah, because then you're like, yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, if I think we'll dive a bit more into kind of the psychological impacts and everything of toxic positivity, but what we really wanted to stress kind of in this first little intro, I guess, to it is allowing yourself to feel and allowing yourself to, to just sit in the moment, which is really, really hard to do. And I don't, I don't want to downplay that. It's very hard to do, especially, like I said, if you if you don't really know the root, if you don't really know what's causing it, then you're even more uncomfortable with that. Um, but it's knowing that that it's okay. It's okay not to be okay. It, you know, we, we <laughs> and Kat wrote a book about that. Um, yep. It's okay not to be okay. It is. And it's okay to allow, give yourself time and space to to acknowledge those bad feelings. And then, and if you don't acknowledge them, they're not going to go away, but you okay. have to first, you have to acknowledge that we have all of these emotions so that we feel all of these emotions, not just the good ones. Exactly. All right. Well, I think that was a perfect little intro. Again, we'll talk about this tomorrow and talk about this more in future episodes. We'll dive into some of the research. We'll talk more. Um, maybe Kat will join me again and we'll talk more about our experiences. Um, and I'd love to hear from you guys if you have any um, examples of this in your life. I'd love to share that um, if you guys are willing. But this is just a little taste of 
toxic positivity and how Kat and I are literally going to take this down. We're done. We're over it. <laughs> so yeah. go take out a movie, go, go on a drive with your sad girl hours playlist, indulge yourself, get some candy, whatever you need. Just indulge yourself to feel a little. And with that, thank you guys so much for listening. Please make sure to follow on Instagram at not so nice girl pod and on TikTok at not so nice girl pod. Speaking of TikTok and speaking of sad girl hours, Renee Rapp did like one of my TikToks. So my suggestion for sad song, sad girl hours songs or bad bitch hour songs, whatever you want is Renee Rapp. Um, but I can't wait to talk to you next time. Thank you. And thank you, Kat. Bye. Bye.